Hello everyone and welcome back to It's All About Mental Health and I'm Erica and I'm Will and we are so happy to have you with us today. Yeah. Yep. We are going to continue our talk about millennials and mental health. Yeah. More specifically today though, Will, we are going to talk about college age students. Yeah. We're going to talk to college age yes, students. We are. Yeah. Ab- some great guests. About mental health, specifically about mental health and relationships and sex. Sex. Yeah. yeah. Sex and mental health. Sex, mental health, and relationships. Great. And so, health. do you guys mind first introducing yourselves so you can let the listeners know who you are, a little bit about you? Yeah. I'm Antonia Fuller. Um, I'm currently. A college student, um, and I'm happy to be here. Hi, I'm Michaela. I'm a junior in college, um, and I'm really excited to talk about it today. Great. And I'm Daniel. I'm also a junior in college, and I'm also very excited to talk about it today. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Okay, let's let's get right into it. So the first thing I want to ask each of you is this term mental health, what does it even mean to you? And there's no right or wrong answer. Let's just have a dialogue about it. Um, Michaela, why don't you start? I think for me, mental health is um, taking care of your mental state, wherever that is, whether it's low or high, it's being able to read it and figure out what you need in the moment Mm -hmm. and when you need it. Um, from my like most recent experiences as a college student, I would definitely say to me, it's like the intersection of body wellness and mind wellness. Um, and I've, I feel like mental health is all encompassing in terms of your health. Um, and it, you can really, you can feel signs of things being off in your head if you pay attention to your body. So for me, like learning my mental health has been a journey of connecting different things in my body to my brain Mm. yeah um and i think mental health is or your mind being healthy is when you're able to solve your problems as Mm -hmm. opposed to turn them into more problems or worry about them more or just take them and become bigger things that shouldn't necessarily be there um and yeah i think when your mind is healthy you're able to fix everything that's happening in your life or at least cope with it um it's not things usually get get worse right so mental health is about our emotional our psychological social well-being and physical and physical Mm -hmm. right and it uh, it affects our mental health affects the way we think about ourselves the way we think about our relationship to others the way we manage stress the way we cope with problems right so, how, how would you describe your mental health, the state of your mental health at this time, each year? Um, for me, something that I have worked on accepting um, with going to therapy and going through it every week um, is that every day is a is like a battle for mental health. Um, there's never a time where I'm going to feel like I've gotten over the traumas that make me who I am today. Um, so I would say that 
where my mental health is is mm-hmm. motivating myself and giving myself that space and like love to say it's okay to not be okay sometimes yeah it's just hard it's right. so hard <laughs> yeah yeah I think for me the biggest struggle I have with my mental health <coughs> is being able to say it's still mental health even when I'm feeling super anxious mm-hmm. or depressed or going through those emotions it's hard for me to do that a lot of the times because I don't want to be in those states but I think the biggest thing for me right now is trying to correlate going through these waves of ups and downs with my mental health mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I agree with that and like there's a lot of ups and downs um, but personally I think I only actively think about my mental health when it's at a down um, and when it's at a really low low not just like anything that bothers me um and i think that when it's not really a problem or a slight problem i'll kind of just sweep it under the rug um and that's my way like that's my way of dealing with mental health i guess which i wouldn't say is healthy Mm. um but at this point in my life i think i've like categorized my mental health into boxes and when something's bothering me in a social sense i kind of just put my head down and say the only thing that matters right now in my life is my grades, so I might as well deal with that. Um, I also don't agree with that because it's I feel like... A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. I feel like problems get worse when you do that and right. when you ignore them. Um, but I think that's the place I'm at right now. Well, and I guess my question for you is because there seems like there's such like a dissonance or like this differing for you where you do place value on different things. Do you really feel like grades are what matter the most for you yes yeah because it's a it's honestly a pretty bad thought to have but in my mind if I don't get the A the person next to me will and they'll go to medical school and I won't Mm. um and that's not necessarily a great thought but I mean like when you say it out loud but I think to me personally it helps me a lot because without that like drive I never used to do well in school and I never used to try and I never like cared at all um And I think it's good that I have something healthy to work on when I have other problems, but I don't think it's good that I don't deal with the actual problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, what if if the healthy solution turns unhealthy then, right? That's true. And it it does a lot of the time, honestly. Like a lot of the time studying for finals, like I put my head down and I don't eat for days, you know, and like that just tends to happen. But yeah, a lot of times it is unhealthy, I guess. I guess the outcome of the way I deal with it is the healthy thing. Like, my GPA and my grade is what's healthy. But, you feel like um, you have something to show yeah, for. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I did well. Like, I got the A, so yeah, it's healthy. To yourself. But, but during, it was definitely healthy. definitely not healthy. So, does it, like, because for me and a lot of things that I deal with on a daily basis, I feel like I have to accept that it's a it's always going to be a journey rather than a destination, whereas I feel like with grades, it, you can kind of get caught up in the destination aspect, yeah, and you say that yeah. you were saying like, oh, the person next to you is going to get it, right? Like, But when you're doing it, are you still doing it for you, or are you doing it No, I'm, absolute, I'm absolutely doing it for me. Um, I do it, like all the classes I take and everything I learn, like I want to learn for myself, and I'm like, those things actually interest me. Um, but with, I think, per, like, personally, without having something to beat, I won't do well because mm-hmm. I won't care. Like, I won't have, mm-hmm. I don't have a bar to meet. And maybe it's not necessarily the next person, but when you, like, Google average GPA for this med school and they're, like, 
in the one percentile like that's something that like drives me um yeah it's reality yeah sadly yeah but like for me when i get in that headspace that works for you and makes you successful when i think that grades are the only thing that matter that's when my mental health goes to shit Mm -hmm. when i when i focus only on that and i tell myself that while you're able to use that as motivation for me it's like brings me 10 steps back from where i originally was yeah and a lot of times it's i think it's because especially in the college setting um and and honestly graduate school too you're basically paying for your grade you're not paying for what you're learning um and i think i've been able to use like in my mind i have to learn it to get the grade but in a lot of people's mind they're just studying for the a or like how to take the test you know and i think Mm -hmm. that stresses a lot of people out um but well, today, in, the, yeah. the, I'm sorry to cut you off, but today, like in regards to, we're going to talk about relationships and with mental health. So I, I hear all of you saying this, like your mental health affects your relationships and your relationships affect yeah. your mental health. Yes, absolutely. Right. And, mm-hmm. and when we talk about sex, like your views on sex and your beliefs on sex, how you feel about sex affect your mental health and your mental health affects how you view and think and feel about sex it's like an endless loop right right it's like reciprocity it It just goes around and around they definitely Uh play against one another or sometimes for one another right mm -hmm. and i thought that was something that i just saw in the way that you both perceive your grades too right so you were able to really turn that into a positive mechanism where then you are, you you really move away from processing those emotions because you avoid them. Whereas yeah. Michaela, what you were saying is that they come to the forefront, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to deal with yeah. them. And if you don't, it's not good for oh, you. Oh yeah, no. And then it's like the whole explosion at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of times, like I I do the same thing that you do, but I think it. It happens to me more after like I've suppressed something so much that it like has to be the first thing mm-hmm. that comes to my mind um, and yeah so I think that definitely does happen to everyone it's just like at different levels yeah, yeah and it yeah. depends yeah. how you deal with that yeah right, right. exactly are you guys um, who's in an <coughs> intimate relationship here anyone I am that would be Ant, the <laughs> intimate relationship. And we're also going to talk about friendships too, though. But Ant, tell us a little bit about your relationship, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, so I met um, my lover in your high lover, school. Lover, lover. Um, and it's been about three and a half years since we officially started dating. Um, it's been off and on completely. Um, we really struggled with long distance because he doesn't go to the same college as me. Um, and a lot of, we, we grew up together in a lot of ways. Um, went through some of like the most pivotal moments of our lives together. Um, so it was difficult to keep the insecurity and like kind of guilt and resentment that comes with growing up and going mm-hmm. through those years where you realize kind of who you are and right. the wrongs that have been done to you and the way that you've internalized them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were definitely a lot of times 
that we treated each other really badly. Um, but it was because we didn't really even know how to treat ourselves yet. Right. Um, Can I ask you yeah. what you mean when you say lover in regards to give, give our listeners an opportunity to understand you a little bit yeah, more? Yeah, what's that relationship look like, actually? Um, well, so we... We dated through freshman year of college, and it was really rough, um, and I proposed the idea of being in an open relationship, um, which is kind of a boogie monster in terms of being <laughs> in relationships, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it never works unless you're completely on the same page, and uh-huh. we weren't for a long time, um, and there was a lot of toxic insecurities and reflecting on each other um but now it's just kind of like I've I've tried actively in therapy and through writing and in everyday life to try to be able to love him without needing anything from him in return because it's enough for me that I can love someone like that and then I can give myself to someone like that without needing anything or expecting anything because I feel like that's where you get a lot of disappointment in people and resentment. You Um, do, you do. But do you feel like you deserve that from somebody? I, I feel like what I deserve most right now is my complete undivided love and acceptance and attention to my lows and attention to my highs. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, he was kind of a not an obligation but it it was not a joy like it was not a joyous thing to have to communicate with him every day while I was away from him at college Mm -hmm. whereas now it feels like I I give to him what I want to give because like I'm centered and I know like what my truth is Mm -hmm. rather than I'm giving this to him because I want something in return Mm -hmm. like I need a response Mm -hmm. I need validation I need validation yeah and I don't feel like I need that anymore yeah it's coming from yeah, you, and I know you. what I deserve, mm-hmm. but I kind of have been trying to stray away from using that word because in the end, you can't control other people and other people's processes, right. so expecting something out of them really ultimately will just lead to disappointment. Yeah. Expectations can be dangerous, <laughs> that's for sure, mm-hmm. and it would be ideal if we didn't have any expectations, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Not, not an easy thing. World. Wouldn't yeah, you say right. like part of finding a lover is finding somebody who you maybe not expect, but like has certain qualities that you hope to see them like blossom display yeah well that's what that's why it's hard this has been so shocking to me that i'm still in love with the same person over three and a half years of my life of my young horny teenage life um (laughs) because like it's just he's so compatible with me like we can hang out for hours doing nothing and we understand each other we want to go jump in the ocean when it's freezing outside together like we want to go work out together when we're tired and exhausted like we want to do we, we just we link and we are so compatible so it, it makes the hard stuff worth it um and it's now it's just worth it for me as a human as a whole because I feel good loving him mm-hmm. rather than feeling any other way towards him mm-hmm. does the status of where you guys are at affect the way you feel about yourself and the way you function on a daily basis? Yeah, actually, something I was... I was talking to a friend of mine that I was catching up with the other day about how 
during this quarter, um, we actually, me and my lover had a period where we weren't speaking, like we weren't on speaking terms. Um, and it was pretty bad. It felt really shitty at first. Um, but you know, then I kind of got into the groove of like, well, I'm hot. I can do what I want. I'm young. Like this is this, it's going to be okay. I don't need a man. Yeah. Like I don't need anyone. Um, and I just kind of, I got to a point where I, I felt like, yes, I had, I had needs and I wanted to be satisfied and everyone loves being cuddled, but I felt like I don't really need any of that right now. Like it's fun to think about and it's fun to giggle about, but like I'm secure enough in myself and so preoccupied with like my own life and my own goals and aspirations that like I, I miss my lover, but like I don't like need him here to feel fulfilled like nothing like that and it gave me a sense of of maturity yeah and gratification for sure yeah Yeah. personal gratification yeah and would you say well actually what i'm hearing is it's taken time to get there right so now you're 20 years old Mm -hmm. okay so um it's taken from 18 or 17, 17. to 20 to get to well, yeah, well, this it, place. And like, I just looking back on the amount of insecurity that I had in my every minute of every moment of my life, kind of leading up until like a year ago, even compared to now, it's like, I, I was not myself like that. That wasn't me. Like I would take out my insecurities on people around me. I would get angry. I would spiral down and I would just, I had no coping mechanisms. I had no awareness of what was going on. And so it it was, it wasn't me. And so now I see myself and I see how it can like give love to this person without needing him to tell me how amazing I am and how beautiful I am and how great I am all the time. Like Mm -hmm. that is huge. Like that is like acknowledging that for myself is such a huge step. Does open relationship mean, well, what does it mean with you guys in regards to sex? Are you sexually active? Um, well, with him, with or him, tell yes, us about yes. that. What's your um, relationship? Well, that was a, one thing that initially was so difficult about it was that I felt like I was prepared for him to be physical with other people, um, but he was not. Um, and it was it was hard to work through that first time of telling each other that something like that had happened um and but i i just think it's in my ideal relationship there would be no emotion attached to physical interaction other than with each other because i don't feel like i'm ever going to have the connection and like the feeling that I have with him with like literally anyone else but at the same time I don't feel like we should be like barred from being physical with other people because mm-hmm. like we're human beings and we're in college and we're in that setting of mm-hmm. like that's when we're supposed to do it according to the rest of our lives yeah. <laughs> Luke what are your views about open relationship um I think it's a good thing um, I don't think a lot of people can handle it, and I think that's why it's not a good thing all the time. Um, and like, and said that it's just like a lot of times you're not on the same page, or like, open relationship means two different things to you. Um, but in my mind, like, I never, I always thought it was a good thing. Um, I think the problem is that 
it's hard to start a relationship as an open relationship because mm-hmm. people like immediately develop feelings or certain things with each other and like expectations like right off the bat i don't think people can really help it from having those expectations um <clears throat> but yeah i just think it's really hard um i think it can be done well um but it will take a lot of time and i don't think like the first like right when you say like all right let's start an open relationship i think it's going to take a lot of work to actually get yeah. to that open relationship mm-hmm. it's not very immediate Michaela, what are your thoughts about an open relationship you know, I have, like, a couple of friends that are in open relationships, and as much as I want to say in hindsight, they are great, but it just seems so hard to do, and, like, I'm coming from a space where, like, I have not really ever been in a serious relationship, and so I don't really know mm-hmm. exactly that side of the situation, from, but from me and being around my friends that have, it's hard it seems like the hardest thing to do ever like even just keeping in contact with close friends when you go to different schools is so hard Mm -hmm. it's so hard to do when you're living your own life and they're living their own separate life but I feel like you know like aunt said and mook you and Daniel Sarkin um you have to be (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) um you have to be on the same page or it's it just, it won't work at all. Can I ask you a question about, uh, you said you haven't been in a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Is how, how does that correlate with your mental health? Does the way you feel, um, your overall well-being affect you, your ability to be in a relationship? Yeah, or? I definitely feel like at this point in my life, I'm going through such, you know, personal struggles with anxiety, depression, and just being in college and, like, just schoolwork in general. I I say this a lot. Like, I don't think I could handle taking on another person just because handling myself takes a lot of time. It takes 24-7 to, like, focus on my mental health. I have to be completely aware constantly and I think a relationship requires that as well to do for another person. So I don't think I'm at that point yet. Um, do you not think that maybe a relationship or the... I mean, in my eyes, or like the other person in the relationship should make it easier for you to deal with yeah. all your things. Um, and yeah, maybe it's another thing to worry about. But I think a lot of times worrying about other things takes your mind off of some things that bother you and I also think a lot of times some of the things that like bother us are things that get worse just because we think about it more and more Mm. and when you're sitting there like dwelling on something you kind of go in circles in your head and like look at everything as a little problem and like stuff that like yeah pick it apart yeah you pick it apart you really do yeah Yeah. and you know what I like that idea too because relationships have that restorative nature right and they provide people with oftentimes, and you see this in, in relationships and also in, in mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, something that, as much as I know, but for you, Michaela, your mental health is always very in your forefront. It's always kind of front and center mm-hmm. where you're kind of working on ma- managing it and um, 
you know, I think for some people where relationships help is in the beginning, especially kind of boosting that self-esteem, yeah. that suppression. But if not treated or maybe not looked at, usually people will kind of rescind or they go back to those places because they haven't dealt with those issues. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. I feel and, I'm most, I think for me, like, would be just too terrified if I got like too close to someone. My fear is that I would become codependent right, on that right. person for my mental health. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want to jeopardize well, that. And of course, that's like so. I'm being driven by a fear that's not well, yeah. there yet, but, but it's think, constantly on my mind. But I think also though, right? For you, quite possibly so. You worry about when times are good for you. Mm-hmm. What? Is, is the other shoe going to drop? Yeah. How long does this last for? What is the next hiccup? Or like, when is this next wave of feeling down going to come? Mm-hmm. Because that's a very real worry for a lot of people who do struggle with good or bad or, you know, managing their mental health. I think it's actually probably what I'm hearing, Kayla, is it's a good thing for you um, to know that maybe now is not the time yeah. for a relationship and honoring yourself mm-hmm. with where you're at and understanding that that it's probably be more difficult than it would beneficial for you. Yeah. But are you also open to the possibility that if it happened, that would be okay too? Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. like oh my God, I'd never want to be in a relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. cross that off the list. I don't want to do that right now. It's like, (laughs) it's like for me, I mean, if I found someone that, you know, made me feel great about myself in a way that I feel like I can't be there for myself, then that would be great. I mean, of course, like, Mm -hmm. it's like any friendships you know, boosting each other up and that. And I'm, I'm not opposed to the thought of it. I just don't focus on it or make it a priority. Right. You're not actively seeking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I would definitely be open okay. to it. Okay. I just, I'm not there yet. Okay. So I don't know. Well, Can what we- I was going to say is that, um, this is Aunt speaking, Michaela <laughs> and I are best friends. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is being your best friend and being kind of like what your closest thing to a boyfriend is for sure. (laughs) Um, Like just based on like that, like we, the times that we bring each other down are very rare. Yeah. Um, And I do feel like we are dependent on each other a Mm -hmm. little because we do live together and that's like an easy like pattern to fall into. Um, But at the same time, I feel like, our relationship is never something that could become toxic um, because of how deeply we understand each other and how much time we put into understanding Mm -hmm. each other and like just hours spent talking about this, like feelings just like this and Mm -hmm. you listening to me complain about things and me listening to you. And I feel like if you thought of finding, if you found someone that did that for you and maybe not was there for you in a way that you can't be because you can be and you are with me all the time it's just a a question of believing in yourself and Mm -hmm. having that cheerleader like if you found someone like that just just think about them like me so that's true i would be interested interested, though in asking you if you could kind of pick that apart a little bit right because 
you know, you said that you guys don't feel like you could ever be bad for one another. And, and how does the, how does that perspective lend itself to your relationship? Right? So if Kayla's having a difficult time, how do you support her in a way that's healthy for her? Based upon how you know her. And then maybe, Kayla, could you say something about Ant that yeah. reflects that, right? Because, also want to hear Mooks. Well, I yeah, think also, I would love to hear that really too. quick, I think, like they said, it's really hard for the re- relationship to, like, become unhealthy. Um, I think that goes back to, like, expectations because they don't, ex- like, you guys are best friends. And I think when you're friends with someone, you look out for the best in them. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a lot harder with a significant other because it gets a little more possessive and it's like oh this is my boyfriend like they should be acting this way yeah um but with a friend you kind of know that this is my friend this is how they are and i'm friends with them because of how they are Mm -hmm. it's Um, more of like a constant yeah it's a lot easier to understand that you can't control your friend but i think it's harder for some reason to understand that you can't control well i think that that brings up the aspect of like when you're in a relationship that entire part of you like however big or small that is insecure about your beauty and appearance and Mm -hmm. and your attractiveness to that person is like a factor whereas with friends it is never a factor that's true and so you begin like weaving these insecurities out whether you're good at good at it or not like Mm -hmm. i i was not for a long time like that comes out and that becomes like a total source of unpleasantness and mm-hmm. resentment i feel like with a significant other yeah. it can not be as well but it's kind of funny though because a lot of the talk is about how you are trying to control your significant other um and a problem that i had in my only um real relationship i guess you could say was that i kind of lost care for myself and everything i did was for the significant other uh. um and so, like, Michaela, you talked about codependency. Like, it's kind of weird because that's the only thing. I'm scared of the opposite of codependency. I'm scared of losing care for myself and uh, only care about the other person. Because yeah. that's, that's really what happened. And um, I didn't really, like, even realize how unhealthy I was or how, like, physically anxious I was all the time until I was out of it. Um, and, like, even the fact that it was so easy to, like, break up with someone that I've been with for a year. Or not so easy. It was definitely still hard and, like... I don't know, it definitely wrecked me for a long time, but it it was it seemed a lot easier than most other breakups. Like I was able to just like push to the side and have it end and then come back to it once I knew we were like both ready to talk or whatever. Um Is it because think, you felt like you lost yourself so much? Yeah, definitely. And I that's think, actually is codependent. Yeah, and yeah, too, exactly. Right? In a She's sense it really is. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. like in my mind I wasn't trying to like change the way she treats I mean I guess I was like I was trying to like change the way she treats me but not like by asking her to do anything different I was just I didn't understand what I was doing wrong and I always thought I was doing something wrong as opposed to addressing that um so I think it's very easy to like lose care for yourself Mm -hmm. in relationships um at least for me Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so you said you're off the market is that what you just Um, said before that (laughs) I want to go back to that I think because of that that reason is why I'm scared to date. Um, yeah. And I was actually very recently hooking up with a girl, and like this girl, I was friends with her for about like two years before that. Can and I ask first hooking up? What are we referring um, to? Sex. Sex. Okay. Yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, we were strictly just friends, and she had like a long distance thing as well. And um, they broke up this year, and like we started hanging out more and more, you know, and then towards, and then before we like, 
before I kissed her or anything, I was like really nervous because I thought there was she was still like in that relationship yeah. sort of. You know, it's really hard to just say it's done. Um, and I was finally convinced it's not. And like this girl was really cool. Like everything I would like see myself wanting in a girlfriend, but still. I think my last relationship just made me like not want it and I kind of saw myself like again losing a little bit of care for myself like right off the bat and I didn't like that um so I think that kind of like takes away from the relationships I can be with other people Mm. even though I did like I did learn a lot from it I think I'm just scared that I haven't adjusted to like be able to care for myself first. There you That's go. That's insightful yeah. to yeah, 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 know yeah. about yourself. Yeah. I mean, because relationships are sacrifice, right? Yeah. To some extent or another. Yeah, exactly. And like but my, it's just how much are we willing at certain times. Yeah, and like my whole or life... how much is in our best interest, exactly, too. It's exactly. not willing. Yeah. And, and yeah. like my whole life, especially in my family, like I've never... My parents and like my grandparents don't do anything for themselves. Like don't buy clothes for themselves. Mm-hmm. Don't like go out to dinner with themselves everything is about the kids it's about us like it's all giving and like I never really like noticed or cared I guess it was because I'm young but now like I always see myself like wanting to do things for other people and that's what Mm. makes me happy and like yeah of course everyone loves like being wanted or like yeah like when somebody like does something for you it Mm -hmm. feels great but even like asking for food like I just did like it's really hard for me because i I don't want to be the one to ask for something. I always want to be the one to give something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so sidebar, when, when Daniel came over, we were talking about doing this. He, he said he was hungry, so we made him some pasta. <laughs> That's what he's referring yeah. to. <laughs> he had a very difficult yeah, time Yeah, I have a very accepting. hard time. Because, okay, so in Persian culture, there's uh, this word called tarof. Uh-huh. And I don't really know the trans... I don't think there is a translation, but basically it means like... Every time somebody offers you something, you say no. Even if you want it, you say no. Because it's like the nice thing to do. It's polite. Yeah, it's polite. Like if somebody, you go to their house, they offer you tea, you say no. And like it's just like a custom in like Middle Eastern culture. It's very like respectful, I guess. So um, and it's really, yeah, yeah, and it's really hard to shift. Because like especially like being born here and like I would fully consider myself like American. I was born in Santa Monica, you know. Uh-huh. And like I don't really, like I, I have Persian culture, a lot of it. But um it's really hard to like go to my friend's house and see like their parents offer you something and they kind of take it as an insult when uh-huh. you do the thing yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. supposed to be respectful, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. So like that's something that I think comes like just comes back to me a lot of the time with yeah. everything. I have a question for you. How is that showing up in relationships you have in college? And I don't just mean intimate relationships. Um, I mean like friendships Yeah. Well, even, too. even with friends, um, like I, for example, my roommate, um, I met last year and like, we're great friends, just like, like best friends, just like Michaela and I, and I would say like, nothing could really ever like get between us. And I think we have a really good way of like, when we have a problem, we say it. Um, but after a while I noticed myself kind of like, like I would be offering a little more and like, it's not ever something I thought about cause I would always be like wanting to offer. Um, but then it got to a point where I felt like, like I wasn't being treated as a friend, and I think at that point it's good to step up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean like being taken advantage of? Not necessarily being taken advantage of. What really, like, I, I just like, like in my mind, being a friend is doing things for your friend. Because mm-hmm. for me, I always want to like give. Mm-hmm. Um, but to other people, it's just like 
he, I guess he didn't even really like notice is what it was. It's not that he was like being a bad friend actively or like didn't have a problem with me or anything. It's just like he was just doing his own thing, you know, and I kind of like got in my head about it. And once I brought it up, like it wasn't even a problem. It was gone right away. Mm-hmm. But like even in other situations, like I found myself like going to like festivals with all of our friends and like I'm always worried about like making sure everyone's there, like making sure everyone's OK and like everyone's kind of like I'm still having a great time, you know, but I like to make sure like. If you like to need, look out for Yeah, your and like if someone family. needs water, if someone doesn't feel good or like whatever, like I'll be the first to leave the crowd with them, like happily. As, as bad as I want to stay and like as bad as they know I want to stay, like <laughs> yeah. and they could see it on my face, like I will still leave with them, like always. And I'll always be the first to offer and like, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like some of that works for you. So no, it does. And I love, I love being change, the first. Right. Yeah, I love As long the, as there's an opening for you to receive the same thing. Yeah, yeah I, just think, I just think it's very easy that for a lot of people, once they're, once they're receiving a lot, they don't feel like the need to give, huh. you know, because I, I'm always, like, I always do my best to be nice. Like, when there's, when there's a problem, I don't really like to say, like, yeah, I didn't like that. I just like to be like, it's fine, like, it's fine, that's it, it's fine. But um, I think it's, you should find a balance, like, you should know... You should, you should know when to stand up for yourself and, like, you should know when, like, instead of getting in my head, for example, with my roommate and, like, bringing it up after, mm-hmm. I should have just said it right away. Right. And it would have been gone right away. What were you going to say, Aunt? Um, Well, just based on um, how Daniel has talked to me in the past about his feelings, um, I do... I do feel like the fact that you want to give so much and do give so much really leaves a little space for yourself to give back to yourself. I agree. Um, And it's like a beautiful practice to always give because I feel like you can hardly ever be disappointed when you're the giver rather than someone who wants to receive. Um, But I I don't think you give yourself enough. Yeah. um, Especially not not enough credit. No, I agree. And I think it's... It's like, especially in that relationship, it was very easy for me to forget that. Yeah, I think I think it's about having a healthy boundary. Because I definitely used to pull that all the time in all of my relationships with my family, with my friends, with anyone. I would give myself completely and prioritize them because I just wanted everyone to feel good. Exactly. And it's easier. To yeah, that. it's yeah. easier to ignore your own feelings and, and do that. And I think... I've really been practicing, especially in this last year, of making healthy boundaries in relationships. Knowing when it's good to give and knowing when it's good to give to yourself also. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, after giving to other people for so long, it's hard to, like, it feels selfish standing up for yourself. It's so You're like, oh, like, like, fuck you. Like, what do you mean you need time for me? Like, Like, there's so many other people that have it worse. Exactly. Like, you don't ever, like, I never think I have it bad you know because I like I was born to a good family like always had money like never never had any like like I had problems in my family of course and everybody does like everyone has different problems but I never like struggled I don't think you know Mm -hmm. like never like actually like struggled a lot of my family did and like a lot of my uncles did and like had to come here and like run away from their hometown like that was a struggle Mm -hmm. but like I don't know I never saw myself as like needing from other people yeah i think it's especially hard 
in the college environment too more than anything just because we're surrounded by all kids our age Mm -hmm. like you know there's no parental figures around you to tell you what to do and when you're spreading yourself too thin and when you're not like it's all in your power and you're around all these people that deal with their mental health completely different from all different walks of life yeah Yeah. it's all completely different and so learning boundaries in college has been so hard it's so hard because you meet so many different kinds of people and learning how to adapt to them is like it's 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 hard that's an interesting concept well that brings me back to what will asked us earlier about (laughs) me and michaela's friendship and how we keep boundaries Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um because when you say it's really important to find boundaries for yourself in college i feel like that is exactly what we did as friends Um, and we definitely went through a phase I would say like last year when Mm -hmm. we were completely codependent because we had classes together and we have completely different learning styles and speeds so when we would (laughs) try to study together it would be me like come on Michaela like you get it right like you get it and Michaela would be like like chill out like I need like a couple more minutes and I'd be like no come on like we got this like you're good like you got it yeah like but we didn't know that we were just really fucking with each other's like mojo with Uh studying because like once you get in like a thing that works for you you need to just keep doing that thing yeah Um, Yeah. so we would have these fights where like It was me being anxious, Michaela being anxious, completely separate from each other, but we were in the same study room, so it just morphed into, like, anxiety monster, like, right there. Um, And so then this year, when this quarter we didn't have classes together, it was, like, the loveliest thing, because Michaela would come to me and be like, aunt, like, I'm spiraling, I... I'm not going to get into med school. Why am I even wasting my time on this? And I'd be like, hey, like, I'm in a completely different place than you now. Like, I'm not worrying about med school. I'm not doing that with my life. So I can look at you objectively and be like, yeah. I'm not going through that. And as someone who's not going through that, like, it's going to be okay. Because, like, yeah. I'm I'm out here out of this bubble now. Like, I'm over mm-hmm. here doing this now. And, like, I can tell you, like, from my years of experience on this earth um, and wisdom that like that's just not something that we need to worry about right now and Michaela will be like yeah you're right but like blah 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 blah, and I'll just sit there but my my patience won't be short because I'm not anxious about that like we're not both spiraling together yeah she's spiraling and I'm like hello like let's yeah so so what that means is you two it sounds like are able to regulate each other right yeah. so would one of you go up to if we're using a scale of one to ten one of you go up to an eight instead of the other going up to an eight yeah one of you can say <laughs> down each other. yeah and help bring the other one down versus like you're either yeah. both at an eight or you know because yeah. then you can't regulate each other it has really important in mental health learning how to regulate your emotions in mm-hmm. regards to life yeah. I yeah. mean that's a really important concept of mental health learning that has really helped our relationship and I thought we I mean we've always had a healthy friendship I think and been like really there for yeah, each other but in a lot there of was ways. always that one moment when we would we would be studying together and it, it would not work well and we didn't even think like oh well then we shouldn't study together 
It like, like wasn't an option. It, yeah, it was uh-huh. like because we were attached at the hip, so, so it was like yeah, it was like well, obviously we're gonna study together if we're in the same class, even though it doesn't really work for us. Yeah. So like that brings me back to the boundaries thing. Like I definitely didn't have that with Antonia, and now like separating, like going different ways in different majors is is so helpful in our relationship. Knowing boundaries and learning how to regulate yourself and how to regulate others around you right. in relationships because right. that's what relationships are you know being that able is. to handle someone else that's right and being there for them when they need you but being there for yourself when you need yourself that's right because it can get really unhealthy in an intimate relationship when both of you go there mm-hmm. an intimate relationship emotionally physically both um, yeah yeah when when you can't regulate one another and you both go to that place it can be dangerous dangerous for your own mental health yeah and i think um going back to how you said like it's hard to find boundaries in college and everyone does it differently um i think it's hard it's because it's the first time you're actually finding boundaries for yourself yeah um and i do really think people do it differently like I don't think I would be able to do it the way you guys are because for me like I said like having somebody else I wouldn't focus on my own problems yeah I don't like I don't like to go to people asking for help so I would just I would definitely be there for you you know but like I wouldn't really like even try to like ask you to be there for me um and I think for me just like honestly getting to college like took me out of that home environment of like like you need to give like everything is about giving and I realized like right when I got there like if nobody like if I don't do this for myself nobody's gonna do it for me mm-hmm. and like that was the first boundary I found yeah. and then from there like I developed the thought of like oh if that person gets the A like I'm not going to mm-hmm. or if I don't he will you know like that's where that came from and then I think it develops more and what more what about I think. if both of you got the A is that a possibility yeah <laughs> no I mean, that's, that's great the only, but the only thing that's the thing is like if I don't get the A is 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 all all that matters okay. to me. Like I know okay. there's other people in the world that will. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's driving me. It's that other people for sure will. You are you quite know what competitive, I mean? aren't you? It's funny because I'm not really I'm not competitive with. I'm competitive with certain things a mm-hmm. lot with certain mm-hmm. things like, and with grades I wouldn't really call it competitive because, I don't compete against like my friends. I want all my friends to do well together, and I'm like I'm I. I personally really like like sitting there and studying and like trying to like teach the rest because that's how I learn. So I, I like always love like helping out and trying to see my friends get grades. But just the idea that like there is somebody else in the world getting it is what drives me, I guess. Yeah. And that is a sense of competition for sure. Yeah. Um, you yeah. guys for sake of time, actually though, I'm gonna shift it just a little bit to sex because I want to make sure we have uh, some time to talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) Let's talk about you and me. (laughs) So in regards to sex and mental health, let's let's go there. Okay. So I would imagine, right, all of you guys as students in college campuses, right, they talk to you guys about sex. They let, you know, student health center, they have probably, what, free mm-hmm. condoms and stuff. You know, there might even be some people there from the health center, like, the beginning of the week, on campus, in tents and stuff, like bananas definitely. and cucumbers yeah. to show you how to use contraceptives, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. So that's a really real thing. Um, is there, uh, like, what is sex like? on a college campus, right? Lots of one-night stands, probably. 
Um, I think sex is scary on a college campus. Yeah, why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's an unknown. Because I've heard way more bad stories than good stories. Yeah, in what way bad? And not even, uh, like, Title IX's. And Which is what? Can you oh, just explain uh, that? Yeah, just like, and I mean, not necessarily any sort of sexual harassment. Like, yeah. usually towards women, like, uh-huh. I've been sexually harassed, but I never really, like, not something that I thought about because it's never, like, it doesn't happen to me ever. And the, in that moment that it did happen to me, I was like, wow, that was, like... Unacceptable. Th- yeah, exactly. And, like, I've always, like, I've mm-hmm. always been very aware of how I treat women and, like, try to be very aware. And, like, I joke around with my friends and, and like make stupid jokes about women all the time but i think like sex is very sticky because literally even yeah i mean literally and also just like a lot of times like no matter how strong or like like how strong the woman is and how much they do stand up for for themselves it can come down to simply like the guy is stronger than the girl that's what it is in the end of the day right i'm I'm also so curious you guys sorry i just have to go back to ant for a moment in regards to the open relationship and sex Mm -hmm. i am so curious how uh how this is is you talked a little about how it's working out for you but can you talk a little bit more yeah um well, so basically, I have had sex with one person outside of my lover, my intimate relationship, um, while we were in an open relationship, and um, just as a, a human, something that I've come to realize is I am not someone that can do hookup culture. Like, I, I'm not someone that can meet someone at a bar or a party one night flirt with them for an hour and then go home and be sexually intimate with them like that is not something that I can do Mm -hmm. I have to like be emotionally and and mentally attracted to the person Mm -hmm. for them to be physically attractive at all Mm -hmm. um so that's where I think it I realized the how hard it is to be in an open relationship and be fully sexually active like aside from just like making out whatever you know like getting your Mm-hmm. horniness out yeah, that way yeah, you know right. um but it it was weird because this guy that I had sex with was like he was so sweet and so nice and I made the boundaries all very clear that I was not emotionally interested it wasn't like that but at the same time like I was hanging out with him and talking to him because I'm not the person that can just go into it and just hook up and leave like I'm that's not me like I I like to connect with people even if it's like I'm not romantically interested like I want to connect with you um so I think that that experience was definitely a learning experience for me that kind of taught me that like well while I may be feeling this way and I feel like oh here's college here's this bundle of um 20 year old men for me to choose from (laughs) like which one shall I pick tonight um the the guy ended up having feelings for me and I kind of lost a friend for a while because I was totally removed emotionally, but this guy was not. Um, and so it, it kind of just, for me, the way I feel about it in terms of the open relationship is that if it's going to happen again, it's going to be very like spur of the moment and like with someone that I don't know, because I, I learned, I learned to be a little bit less selfish in terms of like my flirting and my promiscuity because I, I, can have an effect on people. Everyone can have an effect on people That's like right. that. And you That's can draw right. people in even when you don't think that you That's are. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Good so I, for you yeah, for just, knowing I that. I was taught yeah. that yeah, from yeah, like snapping our fingers. Well, and uh, and I'd love to to kind of go back and, and hear a little bit about it. your experience, Daniel. If you'd, um, you know, be able to talk on that maybe after. Yeah. Um. Well, I really agree with what Ant says. I also find it very hard to, like, not that I haven't done it, um, but I don't think I'm usually the one to initiate, like, a one-night stand. Um, and, yeah, I'll flirt, and I think everybody just, like, flirts, and, like, it kind of just comes naturally sometimes, but I found myself in a lot of situations where, like, I've been hooking up with a girl for a little bit, and then they thought I was very into them. And, like, I... I guess it's because, like, I kind of put off, like, a nicer personality when I'm hooking up with people as opposed to, like, the standoffish hookup mm-hmm. culture that is kind of a thing. And, like, I really don't like being standoffish. I feel like it's just, like, a weird way to interact with somebody that, like, if you care about enough to have sex with them or even, like, you're ha- yeah, you're having sex with them, like, I don't think it's... I don't know, I think, I understand why people like the standoffishness and, like, wanting somebody to want you, and, like, it is, like, a whole thing, but I do find it very, very hard to, like, just be able to talk for an them. hour and then go, like, it yeah. just, yeah. What about you, and, Michaela? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've never been in love with someone, so I've never, like, had sex with someone that I've been in love with, so... I don't know that kind of intimacy for me. So I, I mean, right now where I'm at, I honestly view sex as like a physical need and action. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really, well, that's just because I'm not there yet with someone emotionally. But for me right now, I, I don't know if I'm horny and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I'm going to go out and like, find someone who's nice and like probably like knows one of my friends and like I'm more like I'm on the other side of the spectrum of uh Daniel and Antonia I I've been more like a one night stand college thing just because I don't view it as such an emotional thing because I haven't Mm -hmm. before if Mm -hmm. that makes sense it does make sense yeah and I think like most college people, if you, like, ask other kids that go to huge schools, you know, across the country, like, hookup culture in college is, like, you know, you go home with someone one night and then you never talk to them again, which, of course, I don't like to, like, never talk to them again, but there's always that fear of, like, you don't know if they're lying to you about STDs that they've been tested. You have no idea if they're telling the truth. And that is kind of terrifying and super risky and not like definitely something that like I need to be more aware of myself. Um, I definitely know that, but I think I'm pretty smart about it in in general about who I would go home with and who I wouldn't. And I think there's a correlation on, I think I know there's correlation with your mental health, not particularly you, but mental health and sex. Like, how much do I value my body? Like, Mm. do I respect myself and my body enough to not allow myself to be in danger where I could potentially get an STD? And so your mental health plays into also views about sex, Yeah. right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really think that 
like everything that we're talking about when we reference like hookup culture, I really feel like the culture that our society has created um, in colleges with this like mindset of work hard, play hard, which is mm-hmm. is totally valid in many situations. But for college students that have no idea, like we were talking about, we don't have boundaries yet. Like we don't, we're not functioning human beings and yet we're thrown into this environment with an influx of stress and sex and partying and alcohol. And it's like all these people are thrown into this environment of hookup culture, which is this expectation that you're promiscuous, you're confident in yourself. You can just go around these party settings, like totally carefree and like as if you're going to go home with someone tonight because that's everyone's doing it. But then it's like, oh, um, you didn't go home with someone and you're a guy. Maybe your friends are giving you shit for that that's because right. you didn't get a girl. Yeah. Or even if you're a girl and you didn't go home with a guy, maybe your friends are giving you shit for that. Or maybe you're a girl and you did go home with a guy and your friends are like, how could you do that? That was so irresponsible. Like you don't even know who they are. And so it's this like whole like flowering mess of like we are still insecure and anxious kids essentially and we're there's literally social media accounts that are like telling us that this is cool Mm -hmm. like that hookup culture is cool and if you argue with it then like fuck you you're not cool like you're not a cool hip college student if you're not down with this and it's like us three we're all really cool and we have a lot of friends and we're (laughs) we're in we're in the greek system at our school which is like i'd say where most of the partying happens and where this hookup culture i feel like mostly originates from and we don't feel that way. We're not into hookup culture. And it's like, well, what are the odds that 95% of all kids across the country who are in college aren't into hookup culture? Like, probably very high. Because, like, we're normal. We're not, like, these especially feeling sensitive beings. Like, we're just human beings, you know what I mean? And, like, it just feels like everyone's playing into this thing that we all know inherently is not... Like, that's mm-hmm. not it. Like, that's not the point of this. The point of it is not to just have feelingless sex and then have no idea who you had sex with the next morning and then talk about how drunk you were. Like, that's just not... Mm-hmm. That's not fulfilling. And I think everyone knows it, but it's just so, like, fuck bitches, like, tooted and booted, like, one and done. Like, it's just all about that. And it, it's such a, like, toxic masculinity thing. That's a whole other subject. But, like... It just seems like we're all playing into this thing that no one actually thinks is cool, but we're all just playing into it anyways. Mm-hmm. The, all having to do with the pressures. Yeah. Yeah, right? and that, at this, I agree with literally all that, and at the same time, there will still be nights where I get up and I'm like, I want to have sex with someone. Exactly, yeah. and you're like, I'm you know? going to go out and get drunk yeah. and flirt. And, but like, it doesn't work because then you get in that situation and you're like, I don't want to, like, I don't like this whole... Like, literally, this whole hookup culture, like, it's just, like, not for me, and I feel uncomfortable, like, trying to, like, get a girl in my bed in five minutes, like, mm-hmm. And then it's, like, <laughs> hookup culture, so you're expected to be this, like, not cold being, but kind of, like... Essentially cold y- Yeah, being. like, yeah, you're, you're not vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. that's yeah. where, that's where sexual assault and, and situations yeah. where the guy mm-hmm. or the girl think thinks everything is fine, and the other person is suffering... No one says anything because they don't want to be vulnerable. And it's like, that is like the heart, I feel like, of so many cases that happen on college campuses with sexual assault. Yeah. It's just like that fear of like, I'm going to embarrass myself. Like, I'm not going to be the girl or the guy that's, that's like fucking bitches and like having a great time in college, you know? Like bringing up sexual assault, that's, that's a big topic, um, 
I, I do want to ask something before that to get back to real quick because it doesn't have to be real quick. But but Daniel, you you said earlier something about sexual harassment mm -hmm. and that you experienced sexual harassment. Yeah, is that what you it said? wasn't. Yeah, I just, um, I just wanted to check. Yeah, in no, with that. of course. Uh, we it wasn't on a college campus. It was at a music festival actually, um, and we were just like all like dancing in our group with like all of our friends and like there were some people in the crowd next to us and like we started dancing with them and like we thought it was all fun like seemed like really nice great people and like throughout the whole course of the festival everyone had been nice so we didn't really expect anything and like all of a sudden I like get a finger in my butt like like literally just like someone like went at it and I turned around I was like whoa and like this guy made like a very like weird face uh, I don't know how to like really explain it. It just made me like very very like I've never like really it was been like a, oh yeah yeah like, like a like basically like a cat calling girl's face sort of like the yeah. and like not even that he was kind of, it was a little bit more like I don't I don't really know how to explain it just made me very very uncomfortable mm -hmm. and like I like just let like like I got our friends like I went to the other side of our group or something and like told my friend to stop dancing with that person but like I've always like. I had not understood, but, like, known how, like, bad sexual assault is, and, like, I know for myself I would be the last person to ever do that to somebody, like, it's one of the things I hate most, I try to make sure, and I think that's why I'm so nice to the people I hook up with, like, I don't want them to ever feel like that, um, but, yeah, like, just even the, the fact that, like, girls get that look just walking down the street, you know, and, like, not even the, like, the actual physical thing, but, like, just keep getting the look, and, like, if I kept getting that look every day in my life, I would be reminded of that moment and how I felt, you know, every single time. And, like, I don't have to deal with that, really. And, like, it still comes back every once in a while. Like, when we talk about sexual assault, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been sexually assaulted. But, like, not repetitively over and over and over, mm -hmm. like, every day in my life just because I was a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I just mm -hmm. got touched by some guy who was on drugs. Well, and, like, not just. Well, no. Well, not, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, no, no, yeah, not, no, it's like, no, but yeah, in the I was, grand scheme yeah, of but things, in the grand scheme, you, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't it like... It was a moment. Yeah, it was it a moment and now it's done and like, it was... I definitely didn't like it, you know? And like, hope it like never happens to anybody. Uh, girls see that face and are reminded of like all the sexual assault that's happened to them. So I think it's easier for me because I only had to deal with it once. Daniel, thank you so much for being so honest and vulnerable with us i i really really appreciate it of and I, I just want to let our listeners know that there are resources available on both our websites um ericaives.com and mindfulpath.com under the resources tab where if anybody needs support with their mental health and or you've been through any kind of sexual assault and you need somebody to talk to please go to our resource page and and let us provide you with some help that you may need yeah and i want to thank you too i think it's it's very interesting to have a male actually describe being sexually assaulted right yeah, yeah. and there's so much of a there's, there's a big adversity for a lot of men to come out and speak about these things. It's so yeah. often that we do hear females talk about sexual Definitely. assault, but that was really powerful. Yeah. 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 And I think all males probably know or like 
know what sexual assault is and like most of them would agree or most of the good ones would agree that like it shouldn't be done but I think like until you've experienced something you really don't know how it feels yeah and like I only experienced that one time and it was isolated and I don't really have to think about it again but like a lot of other people do yeah yeah, yeah. thank you again yeah uh, so in to close up today what I would like to do is have you guys um Share anything you would like of a takeaway from today. A message you'd like to share with others and or something you learned about yourself. Or it could even be something that in sharing what you shared today could be Mm -hmm. kind of a message to you. Right. Yeah. I think um, for me... The, mo- the the biggest point that we talked about that stuck with me was um, talking about, like, me being open to being in a relationship and stuff like that. And, I don't know, of course I think it my past plays into that, you know, what I've grown up seeing, what I've grown up not seeing, and how a relationship is supposed to be. But I think it, like, speaking it out loud, you know, makes me think that I, I could definitely be in a relationship I don't think I'm there yet but I like that it was highlighted today that it is like something I'm not completely closed off to per se thank you Michaela yeah um and I think it's really important to understand that you should put yourself first Mm -hmm. um rule number one is I'm number one Ah, there you go. Well uh, yeah. More snaps. <laughs> a guy in the Air Force told me that, so like, I think it's important. But also, I think being like putting yourself first is different for everybody, so that's really important to remember. And it's also really important to remember that if you do something different from a lot of the world, then it could be a good thing. Um, yeah. And gender norms suck. <laughs> gender so I'll put norms that there. Yeah. suck. Yeah. And yeah. Will, what about you? Um, that I don't, I don't quite know. You just put me on the hot seat. Sorry that about that. Sorry um, about that. No, it's okay. I think um, dialogue is important. You know, I think um, in us having Daniel be able to share about his sexual assault and that experience, I think, I hope, my hope is that people feel more comfortable in sharing their experience. Yeah. And, and in sharing their experience, also feel validation from those people that they share it too, right? Or that they're expressing this idea towards. Because I think that that's also part of what allows people to actually heal is when they feel heard and validated. And that right. their experience really does carry with it, you know, significance to that person. So yeah, that is what I hope people got. And... I really appreciate everybody sharing today. And Daniel, you just said something about, you know, your relationship with yourself being number one. Yeah, it's very important. (laughs) That's a big takeaway. And I know that's hard no matter how old you are, Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're a teenager or whether you're 50 years old. Uh, But it's important. And in that, you can still and still need relationships with others 
they're imperative yeah. in our lives. It doesn't mean you have to have an intimate relationship, but friendships are imperative for one's mental health. Uh, existing alone, walking around alone in this world is a dangerous place. Yeah. And know that nobody has to be alone and friendships matter. And like I said, they're important for your mental health. Yeah. And we'll keep exploring this topic as we move forward. And you want to say something? Yeah. I just want to say thank you for having us. I think what you're doing is so transformative and really hasn't been done before talking about the stuff that is, it's not really taboo, but things that people don't usually get to talk about in a college setting unless they're pressured to. So Mm -hmm. I think I really, I mean, I really hope people who are listening, like get some transparency or something, take something away from these podcasts because talking about it definitely allows you to take something from it, but also listening, I think does as well. Oh, Mm -hmm. Great takeaway. I like that one most definitely. And that's what we're about here is everybody being real, real people, real experiences, shared connections. And we want people to call in. We want people to email us uh, info at mindfulpath.com with anything you'd like us to maybe talk about here, any specialists you'd like us to bring in, and we will keep the dialogue going. Woo! So <laughs> with that being said, hey, all of you have a good rest of the day, and thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, and thank you guys. Yeah. look forward to next time talking to some more college students about mental health. I'm all about mental health. Goodbye. Goodbye. Toodaloo.